We're going to read verses 3 through 5. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Verse three said, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And then who shall stand in his holy place? I want to preach to you tonight. I don't know that I'll get past point number one. If I don't, I'll just make a series out of this. <laughs> I want to preach to you on the hills of holiness. The hills of holiness. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We do pray and ask and trust and believe that you're going to speak to our heart through the word of God as you have so many times. Before, I thank you for your word tonight, Lord. You said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that as the word is preached, that faith would arise in our heart. That we would love you like we never had before. Our desire would be to live for you and to ascend the hill of the Lord. Oh, God, touch us around the altar. God, we ask you that you'll meet the needs that have been requested for tonight that you would work miracles and you would touch those that are here. You ordained this service for us, oh God, do a work in us. Don't let us leave like we can. In Jesus' name is our prayer. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? amen. This hill or mount of God, if you will, has to be ascended on our part. Ascension requires much effort on our end, much sacrifice, if you will. Everyone desires the ease of a downhill walk, but few would dare the rigors of an uphill or an upward climb. And there are a number of places in the Bible that speak of mountains or, or hills and these places God required men to ascend them. But once the ascension was made, there was always a blessing. If you think of the rigor or the struggle or the strain of an uphill climb, the blessing is once you're on the hill, when you go back down, downhill's easy. So it's a struggle going upward, but it's a blessing coming back down meaning that God will meet you at the top and you'll come back down blessed. And as I, I looked at several of these occasions throughout the Bible, and that's why I titled the message, The Hills of, of Holiness, God invites us to ascend the hill of the Lord and to stand in his holy place. And he says, once we get there, it says he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. You're going to be blessed if you'll make the climb. If you'll dare to make that ascension, God promises a blessing when we get there. And the first hill that I want to speak of tonight is Mount Moriah. In the Bible, in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1, it reads, and it came to pass after these things that God 
did tempt, and the better word for there is test. God did test Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. said, You're going to go to Moriah, and you need to take some gear with you because you're going to be climbing. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder in worship. And come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together and they came to the place which God had told him of and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen, but only there shall it be seen. Only for those who are willing to give God their everything will God give unto them his everything. You understand that Mount Moriah was in the land that would later be sieged by David and his men. And it was under the reign and the rule of the Jebusites. But under King David, they took siege of that land and they renamed Jerusalem. Amen. The city of peace. The city of God. Amen. And that is currently where the Temple Mount in Jerusalem is this very day. It's in the current city of Jerusalem. You and I would know it a little better, not as the Temple Mount, but as Mount Calvary. It's the same exact mount where Jesus ascended and was hung there as the Lamb of God. Jesus was indeed. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Those were the words of Abraham. He didn't know it, but he was prophesied. God will provide for himself a lamb 
for a burnt offering right here on this very mount. And uh, it indeed is a blessing for you and I. Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. This is the place of total surrender on our part. You and I are called to give ourselves a living sacrifice unto God. And he in turn will give of himself through Christ a living sacrifice for our sin. It's a hill. Mount Calvary is still a hill that has to be ascended. And the best way to ascend under that hill is to humble yourself. The Bible said, humble yourself in the sight of God and he will lift you up. You see, humility is how we ascend. You've got to lose your pride if you want to climb or ascend with God. He that will not humble himself and pray can never make an ascension into the hill of God's holiness. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? He that will humble himself and pray. Amen. So this place is a place of humility. It's a place where we offer unto God our life unto him, withholding nothing. There's no part of my life that does not belong to him. Humility is I'm nothing, but he's everything. Humility is, uh, he said, to humble yourselves and pray. Humility is uh, a place of prayer. Prayer says to God, I can't make it without you. Prayer says to God, I'm in need and only you can fulfill or supply my need. Prayer puts God in his right place. Prayer puts God in a place of lordship. Prayer puts God in his rightful place in that he is Jehovah Jireh, our Lord who provides. God answers prayer. And if I believe God answers prayer, then I will pray. And if I have to humble myself to pray, then prayer humbles me. You You can be mad. You can be offended. You can be full of hate. You can be full of whatever, sin. But the moment you pray, God's going to start digging that out of you. When you enter into the presence of a holy God, whatever's not like him or whatever God doesn't like, he's going to dig out of you. And it's easy to understand why some people won't pray is because they don't want to be humble. They really desire to hold on to the offense. They desire to hold on to the anger. They desire to hold on to the pride. They desire to hold on to whatever sin they're holding on to because at once, if you kneel in the presence of a holy God, you will be asked to turn loose of that. Let it go. Amen. To surrender that to God. And, and, and at once, when you do, he heals that. 
That's the blessing. That's the blessing. He said, if you'll meet me there, I'll bless you. If you'll ascend the hill of the Lord, he said, there will the Lord bless you. There will he give unto you his blessing. And the blessing of humbling ourselves before God, number one, is that he takes all of our sin away. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the whole world. He don't just cover your sin. He don't just throw a blanket over and hide them so that you can't see them. Some people want to throw a blanket uh, over the offense, a blanket over the hurt, a blanket over this. But every time that gets brought back up to them uh, and the cover gets pulled off of it, guess what? It's there. It's there, but uh, if you surrender it to God and he takes it away and removes it from you as far as the east is from the west, it's not there anymore. The hurt is healed. The sin is gone. The pain is no more. You ever been hurt? Man, that's a crazy question. Everybody's been hurt. You ever been offended? (laughs) I believe everybody has. You ever been done wrong? You ever been lied on? You ever been cheated? Anybody ever, I don't know, done whatever, sinned against you? Sure. But the fact that I'm here tells you that I pray through hope. The fact that I'm full of the Holy Ghost tells you that there's no offense in my heart tonight. That's the blessing. And Jesus You think while Abraham's going up one side of Moriah, the lamb's coming up the other, the ram. He's coming up one side, the ram's coming up the other side. And Isaac's asking, Father, we got the wood, we got the fire, I see the dagger on your side, something's going to die. Where's the lamb? Son, God will provide a lamb for a burnt offering. When they get up there, he lays the wood out in order, makes the altar. Most commentary agree that Isaac is 30 years old. Abraham's over 100. He's 130. You just can't tell me that a 30-year-old man couldn't take a 130-year-old man and says, Daddy, you ain't fixing to tie me to that altar. He could. He could have very well whipped his daddy but Isaac was a willing sacrifice. Dad, if that's, if that's the way it is, now the book of Hebrews sheds light on it. Hebrews said that Abraham had faith that God would raise Isaac from the dead. And no doubt Abraham had to preach Isaac a little message. Son, I know that through you shall all the people of the earth be blessed God's promise is through you. That God's promise is hinging upon you. And God can't fail and God can't lie. And he's asked me to give you unto him as a living sacrifice. And just know this, son. God, if this is the will of God, he has to raise you from the dead. It all hinges on you. Every promise of God is in Christ. Amen. Every promise uh, was hinged uh, on his son. God 
had to raise him from the dead. God had to raise him from the dead. But here you have Isaac. And Abraham says, son, it all hinges on you. If I'm to sacrifice you, then God has to raise you from the dead. And Isaac said, if that's the way it is, dad, then that's the way it is. As a type of Christ, as a type of the lamb, given himself as a willing and living sacrifice. Uh, he laid down on that altar. Abraham raised the dagger and the angel of the Lord said, do your son no harm. For now I know that you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your might, and that you've not withheld anything from me. That is the heel of the Lord. That is what it is to ascend to the place of blessing. God already knows, but he's going to test you so that the whole world knows, so that your son's going to know, so that your daughter's going to know, your mom and daddy's yeah. going to know, the church is going to know, and the world is going to know that man is sold out to God. I don't believe there's nowhere he wouldn't go. I don't believe there's anything he wouldn't do. I don't believe there's anything he wouldn't give. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll not withhold anything from God. There is the place where you receive the blessing. That's where you got to go to get born again. That's where you got to go to receive the blessing. You can't withhold anything. Sold out. Surrendered with all of my heart unto God. Isn't that the first and the greatest commandment? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. Everything that's within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. It's the only sacrifice that God will accept. You're all. Amen. What are you holding back tonight? Do you know the first sin in the church was to break the first commandment? You can go back to Adam's first sin, but the first sin, not in the Garden of Eden, but in the church, was Ananias and Sapphira. Everybody was blessing the Lord with all that was within them. And the church said, hey, we're going to sell everything we got. We're going to put it, we're going to pool it in the church body. And everybody's going to share everything in common. Everybody's needs are going to be taken care of. Every need is going to be met. Everybody started selling their lands and selling their possessions and pooling it in the church and they shared all things in common. And Ananias and Sapphira said, hey, we're in. And they went and sold their possessions and held back half. And here, was, here was the sin. Not in that they held back half. Here was the sin. Hey, we just sold out to, and we're giving our all to God. That cost them. And Peter said, have you really given your all to God? And he says, oh yeah, I'm giving it all. 
And he said, why has Satan tempted you to lie to the Holy Ghost? I don't think the sin was them holding back half the money. The sin was in that they said they were giving it all. But they weren't giving their all. Do you know there's a spiritual application to that tonight? Is to say to God, I'm going to give you my all and only give him half. Only give him part. Some people don't even give God half. Some people don't give God a third. Some people just give God a little bitty part. They want that blessing. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He that's willing to give his all. He that will withhold nothing. He that sacrifices and gives unto God everything. God's waiting for that. Few people really know the blessing. The joy of the Lord is our strength. David prayed a prayer in Psalms chapter 51. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. There is a great joy that comes in knowing I have given God my all. There's a great joy when you reach that place, when you ascend the hill of the Lord. Again, how do we do that? Humility and prayer. The, our forefathers called it praying through. And you know when a person gets to the top of the hill, when they pray through, because joy comes. Most of the time it comes in the form of a shout. People shout for joy. Woo! Hallelujah. Everybody knows when they have ascended to that place. You don't know sometimes people have been broken. Sometimes people have been weeping and crying. Sometimes people have been praying and fasting. Maybe it's weeks. Maybe it's for months. And they come in. And maybe it's in a worship service where the Holy Ghost comes down. And he ushers them. Humble yourself before the Lord. And he will lift you up. Maybe it's during that worship service they're lifted up. And they ascend the hill of the Lord. And there they find the blessing. Everybody knows when the answer comes. Glory to God. They've ascended that hill. That's the place where they receive the blessing. Listen, Jesus made the same ascension. He's not asking more of you than he required of himself. The man Christ Jesus withheld nothing. The man Christ Jesus humbled himself. And made himself of no reputation. The man Christ Jesus sometimes spent all night in prayer. The man Christ Jesus put a priority on his prayer life. Insomuch that when they watched him minister to the multitudes. When the ministry stopped. They knew where his power came from. 
they knew where the blessing came from is that he always made the ascension up the hill of the Lord before he descended to minister to the people. Hallelujah. The ascension is the prayer. The ministry is coming down on the other side with the victory in your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The ascension is the study for me. It's the digging it out. It's the prayer. It's the weeping. It's the humility. Ministry is coming down the other side. Amen. With victory in your soul. Shouting the victory. Praising the Lord for his goodness. I can tell you why a lot of people don't shout. I can tell you why some people don't ever have anything good to say. They haven't made the ascension. That's right. Good preaching. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Amen. God digging us up. Ridding us of everything that don't belong in our heart. That don't belong in our life. Sad to say the only way he can rid us of that is the same way he did Abraham. God did tempt Abraham. The word tempt there means to test. God put Abraham to the test. Give me that boy. <laughs> Not only daddy's boy, but mama's boy. Give me that boy. Brother Clendenin said the reason he rose up early in the morning, the Bible said, he had to beat Sarah up out. He had to beat her before she got up. She was going to ask him, where are you taking my boy? He said he'd rather face God than he had mama. <laughs> He's going to get out of there before Sarah asked him any questions. Come on, boy, don't wake your mama up. Let's get out of here. Where are we going? We're going over yonder to worship. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to give to God. Amen. When he got there, and he said, we're coming back. So he believed that God was going to raise that boy. Amen. I want to tell you, there's a lot there. God, if you want clean hands and a pure heart, God will allow you to be tested. How do you know your heart is pure if it's never been tested? How do you know you're right with God if your faith has never been tried? That's good. How do you know what you believe if you never have to believe? I said, I believe God's a healer. <laughs> well, that's going to be put to the test if you live very long. Yeah. Hello. That's right. Somebody says, God is love. That's going to be put to the test. You live very long because you're going to be asked to love some people that's hard to love. This is good. I feel the Lord. I'm talking about making a climb, ascending into the hill of the Lord and obtaining blessing. Amen. That's what Jesus does. He ascended the hill of the Lord. How did he do it? He made himself of no reputation. 
took upon himself the form of a servant and became obedient unto death. Calvary. Gethsemane. God put his son. God put the love of God to the test. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He required it of Abraham. He required it of his son. And he'll require it of you. That's right. To give of yourself. To give your all. To give your everything. Greater love have no man than this. That he would lay down his life for his friend. Hills of holiness. Mount Moriah is the hill of sacrifice. It is actually Mount Calvary. The hill of the greatest sacrifice that's ever been given. Amen. Kirsten, if you'll come help me. I've I got another point that's really good. But I won't even scratch the surface if I start preaching on point number two. Point number two, the next hill is Sinai. Holy Mount in that Old Testament. You can't get any holier than Moriah, than Mount Calvary. That's the epitome of holiness. You don't, you're not any holier than you're ever going to be when you become born again. But you're not as much like Christ as he intends you to be. That's good. This ain't holiness. That's right. Jesus is holiness. That's right. When I get born again, I am a new creature. Yeah. All sin is gone and I become new. I'm holy. Amen. But I don't look or act as much like Jesus, even at that moment as he intends me to. So there has to be another work that takes place in my life. There has to be another hill for me to climb. Sinai, that's the hill of sanctification. That's the hill of sanctification. You know what happened on Sinai, don't you? Law was given. Word of God. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> good, good. Thank you, Lord. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. God starts. You get born again, the first work of God in your life, you're going to fall in love with the word of God. You're going to become a student of the word of God. That's what the disciples were. Students of the living word of God. They walked with him, talked with him, ate with him, slept by him, lived with him. He said, go and teach them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always. Peter said when they threatened prison for him, he said, we can't help but preach and to teach what we have seen and what we have heard. The word of God. John said, if I were to write down everything I saw and heard 
Him do all the books in the whole world couldn't contain. You know what that says? This Bible is the most edited book in the whole world. And all, and God said, I'm going to put down only what you need to be saved, to be filled, and to have victory. I'm going to give you everything you need, not everything I've done, because all the books in the world. But right in here, the most edited book in the world is everything you need to be holy. It's everything you need to be Christ-like. I, I just don't have time to preach this whole point. But there are a number of hills that God has in store for us to climb. First one, certainly not the least one, that hill of Calvary. I've always said the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. I had somebody recently tell me, I just don't know where to start. I'm so messed up, I don't know where to start. It's with the message I preached a couple services ago. I said, Brother Ed, that was probably the most thorough gospel message I have ever heard. And God showed me, me. And I'm so messed up in my heart and feel like in my life I don't know where to start. I said, I always say a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. A prayer begins with the first word. And a journey begins with the first step. I said, so the first step is to pray. You start praying with the first word that comes to your heart. That you're going to surrender your everything to God. The Bible said a broken heart and a contrite spirit he will not despise. He said, I am the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. I dwell in a high and holy place, even with him that is of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. God lives and dwells, abides with the humble. And I said, this is where you start. This is where your whole new beginning starts. You humble yourself to God in prayer. Say, Lord, I'm ready to start climbing. I've heard your voice. You've shown me where I'm at. I'm in a bad place. But, Lord, I've put my climbing gear on. I've humbled myself. And I'm on a journey of ascension to surrender my all to you. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. God will help you climb. I said, God will help you climb. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. He'll give you the strength to climb. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. The word strive means to agonize, to strain every muscle in your body. God will give you the strength to strive. He'll be your joy and your saddest hour. He'll be your help. He'll be your sustenance. He'll be your hope. 
until once you finally ascend that hill, there shall he receive a blessing. Amen. We read it one more time and I'll close. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity or sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord. God said, there's a surety for you that if you'll ascend this hill of holiness, I'll bless you. We'd start with the first prayer tonight. Start with humbling ourselves in this altar. Say, Lord, everything I need is found in you. You're the Lamb of God that takes away all of my sin. You're the Lamb of God that can heal this body. You're the Lamb of God that was sent to baptize me in the Holy Ghost. You're the Lamb of God, Jehovah Jireh, who is my provider. You're everything and all that I'll ever need. God, I seek you tonight in prayer. Humble as I know how, withholding nothing, offering and giving unto you all that I am and all that I desire to be. You already know my heart, so I'm here to bear it before you tonight. Amen. Would you meet me in this altar tonight? Let's make that our prayer before God.